Knock, knock, Bill. Uh, who's there, Sean? Handsome. Well, I'm glad to be here. I mean, oh, handsome who? Play along now. Okay. <laughs> handsome who? Handsome spaghetti through the keyhole, and I'll tell you. Uh, but I'm bum. We're talking about keys this time, people. And that's how we begin number seven, lucky number seven. <laughs> Everybody. Welcome. Welcome to number seven. Wack- lucky number seven. Wacky poem life. Wacky, wacky. Yep. Hey, somebody was asking, um, we're, so we are on number seven. We got six uh, six podcasts out there if you haven't listened. You don't have to listen to them in any specific order, but we would definitely like you to listen. Yes, and, we would. Yes, and, we would. Um, and uh, leave us a review. And somebody was telling me the, the best way to leave a review is on the Apple podcast site. I oh, mean, cool. That, that might be the easiest way to leave a review. So, okay. So please check that out. And, and Spotify. I listen to this on Spotify occasionally just to kind of see, make sure how many times I repeat myself. But that's a good way to listen <laughs> to this podcast as well. If you have Spotify or the Spotify app, mm-hmm. look for the Double Fist with Poem Life and the nice magenta thumb. Fingernail painting. Yes, I yeah. didn't choose the poem life. The poem life chose chose me. us. Chose Sean. Sean chose me. Yeah, so, so it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Choices in life. So this is a podcast from the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry in downtown Locust Grove, Oklahoma, of course. And right, right. we take a a poem that's been left in the museum, and uh, so, or just any kind of writing that somebody has left, and we just talk about it for thirty minutes and and. It's, it's poetic qualities and whatever. Yeah, and it's kind of unique. It's it's it's. I have not seen anything quite like this when I've been scanning around. I was wanting to. You had mentioned people leaving reviews, which would be wonderful. And I was wondering, Sean, what you might have thought, what you might think about, um, if anyone happens to have any question. I know uh, surely someone has a question about you or myself or the museum or the podcast well, or the so. or the hamlet we you live would hope in. Or there'd what, be some curious people, right? Out there. And I think that, um, that and I know there are. And we cur- we yes. know they're curious. curious Curiosity did not did not kill the poet in this case. No, so no. I, I think that'd be kind of cool to throw some spontaneity in as far as um, our listeners, and we'll 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 keep you anonymous if it's something that's you you would like. But I would love to be able to answer some questions and see who we might be reaching. It and, sounds like Bill, you're you're begging to to do a live show. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I I don't know if I am ready for that. Eventually, you Maybe know, eventually. well, you know, we, we've kind of we've kind of dipped our toe in these waters, and we've kind of treaded water fairly well, I think. Uh, yeah, more or less. I'm not drowning, but no. but I can't drown because I'm, you I'm said made you, out of star. You foam. said I remember in your in one of your uh, pieces I read, you said you float like a cork, or you're a good floater. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, a talent. You should you should have been an, the Olymp, an Olympic backstroker well, or something. I come, from, I come from great Viking stock. Viking you know, stock. I was made to row for forty days and nights without food or water and wow. survive. And then if I fell in the water, yeah, you I bob float, like a I cork. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was also thinking, you know. What if we, wouldn't it be funny if we did if we combined our names? You know, like like couples do on TV. Like you know, they have these Benifer and blah 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 and so forth. You know, so I was thinking, you know, Sean and Bill, would it be Shill? Uh, no, I don't would like it, that. Would, would it be Bond? So well, that's I, a little better. I think I, my favorite is when we combine our our last name. You know, I like the G and the Perkins. So I thought Gherkins. Gherkins. <laughs> We're pickles. We're pickles. We're, I like pickles. You be sweet. I be sour. You know. <laughs> The gherkin duo, you know, <laughs> would be a sweet dill pickle. Sweet dill pickle, that'd be a big seller. A big seller. <laughs> bread and butter pickle. <laughs> bread and butter. I love bread and butter pickles. All right. Yes. All right. 
Hey, it's the Gherkins. The Gherkins. Hi, everybody. The Gherkins duo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the poem we chose this week is, um, it's one, it is several years old. It was in the museum um, when we had an exhibit on bones called In the Bones that my lovely sisters, Roxanne and Kelly, put together for me. And there was a part in the exhibit where it was about keys, and there were all kinds of keys and skeleton keys, and there were different prompts to write about um, keys and locks. And this was written on a a card from a card catalog. You know, it has the hole there in the in the top, so it went in a card catalog, and it. You can see these pictures on wackypoemlife.com, by the way. You can see these poems. We've got pictures of them. And it does bring a life to the – because you can see sometimes the spontaneity of the script. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, This is some sloppy handwriting on this week's poem. I I required some (laughs) professional interpretation myself, but I I, I got it down. But, yes, which tells me that it was very spontaneous and maybe very heartfelt. So that – I I look for clues like that. So that's interesting to me. Yeah. Why don't you read it for us, Bill? I will read it. There really isn't one, a key. Life just happens, and you take it. Punches on the chin, bruised eyes, broken jaw. Sometimes a caress, the sun's warmth, chocolate on the tongue. You've got the skeleton key in you. Just turn it. So I thought that was... um, this might be the most poetic poem that we've Oh, I think done it's so very uh, yeah, most poetic poem. <laughs> right. I think it's you know it, 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 it's it's very um, introspective and very um, universal in mm-hmm. in its in its uh, appeal in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. It's quite beautiful, you it know. It is. Yeah. It, it's got a lot going on. I I particularly like there's a lot of things I want to talk about, but one of them is the um, the contradiction or the paradox in the poem from the opening to the ending because it starts off telling us kind of pessimistic there's no key i noticed that there sean isn't really i one. noticed that yeah. it says there isn't one yeah. and then in the end it says we do have an internal key yes. if we just turn it yes yeah you've got the skeleton key in you and uh aren't skeleton keys uh universal in their ability to open locks or am i uh yeah, I think they were made to open a variety of logs the way they were made. Right. Yeah, they were not unique to just like one keyhole. Yeah. I used to cut keys when I was worked for my stepfather's hardware store, and you know, there, the sound of that metal, uh, that wheel cutting metal kind of is grating. But you know, the, each key was specific, and we never got a skeleton key to, to cut. Oddly I, enough. <laughs> I, I read I read something about a skeleton key, and that that the reason it's called that is because the parts are reduced to the most essential okay. pieces. Okay. Yeah, to the most. It's it's a key that's been reduced to its essential. Parts. See, now that's interesting because I thought that the the handle part of a skeleton key looked like a skull, and that's obviously very wrong. You know, well, I was wrong. I but. don't know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I don't remember where I read that at, so maybe maybe that was wrong. But you know, there are a lot of I people, try to get good sources, you know, but and I think keys are something that people actually collect. Old keys, I think they're something. Oh, yeah, I think they're sought after, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wonder what what lock this key unlocked. Often, you know, what was behind this door or that door when I see an old key at a flea market or something. Sure. Yeah. 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 And, right. So you're thinking literally of doors, or do you think metaphorically? I was thinking literally, but 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 I think that it, that would lead to metaphorically. Literal, literal leads to metaphoric. You know, sort of like this poem leads. You know, uh, there really isn't one, and then yes, there is one. You know, it's a tease. Uh, 
there really is one. And I think that, you know, uh, a poetese, a poetese, a <laughs> And I think that keys can be, you know, that's keys, well, a, keys, keys. a key can be anything. It could be a thought, a solution, a, a relationship, a uh, so many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find it so interesting. Right. Right. There was something that was with this um, exhibit. It was called The Hidden Skeleton. This was a book that I found that was really unique from, it was like 1912. And what it was was all these autographs written with pen and ink. And you wrote in script your autograph down the middle of a piece of paper. And then you folded the paper while the ink was still wet. And then you opened it back up. And it looked a little bit like a skeleton. Well, sort of like a Warshock Warshock, um, ink blot. Yes. Yes. And it was supposed to, you know, tell something about you. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's a a way to draw uh, um, a a face, is to fold the paper in half and and draw one side and the eye. And if you get the proportions correct, you can mirror it, Mm -hmm. and it makes the complete image. Yeah. Interesting. There must be something to that. My image is a little bit like a Warshock when I look at it. So is mine. I'm a, little bit off, I'm a little off kilter. <laughs> it was huh? like that this morning. <laughs> Same. I, I, uh, for those who don't know, I have not shaved today, and I really don't care. It's a, kind of a rainy, cool day. I, I haven't r- either, and I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to. <laughs> oh, TMI. TMI. But um, I really, I think I did remember to brush my hair, which is the thing for me, you know. Did you brush your teeth? I brushed my teeth. I did brush my teeth. And a gargle because I want to make sure I have a nice, clear, baritone voice that everyone has come, become accustomed to. So, <laughs> yes, I have. This poem is very, you know, I said it had sloppy handwriting, but it is it is very orderly in the sense that it it's eight lines and it breaks um, perfectly. The first four lines are the you know the bad things, the punches on the chin. This is what life does to you. It might bruise your eyes. It might give you a broken jaw. And that's the first four lines. And then the last four lines are, but it could be a caress. Life gives you sun's warmth. Life can give you chocolate on the tongue. And, I mean, it looks like it was very hurriedly written down. But there was definitely some order and form and thought. Certainly, how it was certainly, put quite opposite. And did you wonder, Sean, whether this person might have experienced these things, or whether they just knew someone who might have experienced physical abuse, or am I being too literal I th- in it, the first? It feels really wise to me. Yeah. So I feel like it's from experience. I thought so too. I thought so. And if and if so, I thought, wow, to be able to take that. Uh, if that was experienced, that uh, trauma, and turn it into something that is healing, mm-hmm. uh, is healing to others. So I thought, you know, that's that. What a gift! What a yeah. gift that is well, to, and, to leave this. And that's where you can. That's where poetry can be healing if it is written from a place of wisdom and a place of experience. Right. And the way that that comes through is exactly how this poem um, is written, in that it is full of imagery. That's, yes. That's where the wisdom comes. That's where we know that we can rely on this speaker, that the speaker is telling his or her truth, and it's a truth that we can also take into our lives. Right. Because I don't think most of us, I, I'm hoping, have not experienced uh, uh, bruised eyes, broken jaws, uh, punches on the chin. But Those I think, can be metaphors, too. But they, you're right. Yeah. They, they, you know, that's, that's true. There are, many, there are many punches and broken jaws that are not broken jaws and punches, to be quite honest. <laughs> you know, True. That is very true. But caresses and sun's warmth and chocolate for those of us that love it are 
they're like, oh, you know, I, those are very pleasant to most of us things, and we remember those things. Yes. But yes. yeah, I, um, a lot of injuries, um, as a matter of fact, maybe most injuries, um, perhaps are internal, uh, internal injuries um, taken inwardly, mm-hmm. and uh, hers are quite this or this person's are quite graphic. But I think you know, all of us, it's it, it's a, a universal thing to experience uh, pain, heartache. Um, and, and, and abuse in some form or another, and it's uh, uh, more of a talent to be able to turn that into uh, something that is a healing, in my opinion. And like yeah. you said, experience. I think it, this, this person has experience uh, in both of these. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a talent, you know, because an immature poet or one who who doesn't really read poetry but but thinks they want to write poetry anyway, even though they don't read it, which you can't do. I mean, right. You can't write good poetry if you're not reading other people's either. That's true. Uh, but a, a mediocre poet would have taken, you know, like that line that says life just happens, and it would continue on with the abstract, because that's a really abstract line. Yeah. But uh, somebody who is a, a good poet <laughs> would do like this person does, is that they know that they're going to reach you through touch, taste, and visual imagery. Visual imagery. And that, that really kind of, because that kind of makes you gasp. You're like, Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, punches on the chin, bruised eyes, broken jaw. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. What's what a thing to experience. Yeah. Now the word um, key. I like to kind of focus sometimes on one word in each poem. The word key comes from an old English word, keg. Keg. Yes, its roots are actually unknown, but its figurative meaning was just serving to open or explain. And that's that's all we know about it from the old and Sean, English. Did, did have you noticed that keys are becoming a thing of the past? I mean, yes. Because <laughs> we have electronic locks, we have electronic this, electronic that. Um, we have our, now we're a fob nation. Yes. A hundred years ago, if I said I'm going to unlock the door with my fob, people would be like, <laughs> "What in the my heavens, dear I sir? Know. What are you saying? I bought, a fob? I bought a used car a couple of years ago, and it did not have a key. I didn't even know what a fob was, yeah. you know, and I was asking for the key. Well, here it is. I'm like, well, that's not a key. What are you talking about? It's a $700 fob. Should you lose it or get it broken or something? Where's the CAG? Where's the CAG? I need the CAG Where's the CAG? open this car. Skeleton CAG. You know, I do know some old English, Bill. Oh, you do? Yeah, this is something I okay. learned okay. in college because I, I went to college to learn old English. Um, among, among the many, many, many other things that we know you that you know. <laughs> I actually had a whole whole class in old English. Old but this English. This is the only line I remember. Okay. Uton, eton, drink on, and yeah, it was fully on. Oh, yeah, it was fully on if you drink on. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, you got it. That Let sounds it. almost cling on. <laughs> <laughs> let us eat, drink, and uh, be full of wistfulness. I'll be so darned. let us eat, drink, and be merry. That sounds Uton, very... Uton, eton, drink on, and yeah, it was fully I'll... on. That sounds, that sounds sort of Scottish in, in its dialect, you know, sort of northern. Well, that, I just may mis, be mispronouncing uh, it, you know. And interesting. My, my Scottish ancestry might be coming out. Yeah. Yeah, it's battling uh, with the Irish. Battling with Ir- yeah, Irish and Scots. And then the British is, you know, over Try, there trying, on to, trying to mediate things, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, all these white folks are the crown. battling for my, <laughs> <laughs> for my cultural soul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. You know, um, are you familiar with uh, – you? 
this this is a phrase from one a song I really really love, and it has the word key in it. Okay. And I wonder if you might know who 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 sings it or who who has is sung it. Is this a it. test? Is this a puzzle? A, somewhat of a test. Yes. Is there a prize if I get it? Um. Well, I. Where's my lunchbox? Oh, I know. Uh, where, where's that? Where's that bottle of wine? <laughs> I'm very demanding. You know, this I, after. Yeah. I, I should have brought that bottle of Bailey's People, and said, "Let's brew a pot of coffee." He didn't bring me anything to drink. I didn't, and you. I've got a bottle of water in front of me, and you don't. I was going to bring coffee with Bailey's in it, but I thought, you know, I've got to drive after this podcast, and you know, Locust Grove Finest. I think they're they probably have an eye on my car anyway, you know. So I, I thought I don't want to be weaving when I leave here, but I really would like. I thought about let's you might have not be able to find your cag, my cag, or my or, or my fab, cag or fab. But this is a line that I love. So oftentimes it happens. That we live our lives in chains, and we never even know we have the key. I know that So song. many times it happens <laughs> that we live our lives in chains, and we never even know we have the key. But I'm already gone. By the Eagles. Okay. By the Eagles. The fabulous 70s group that many people of today's age don't know, and shame on you if you don't. I knew the song, but I, yeah, I don't. And that, that seems to be so true because, you know, the, the, the key to problems, it, 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 it's almost always inside of, inside of you somewhere in your, in your brain or in your thought process to, mm -hmm. to solve something. But, you know. But if you're already gone, it's hard to find. If you're already sometimes. gone, it is hard to find. And sometimes people have to say, wait a minute. It's on the floor right next to you here, you know. There's the key. There's the key. And I think key might be might be used in a lot of uh, songs. Key. Songs and key or the key to life. or Yes, and I kind of randomly looked for other poems about keys, but I didn't really find one that I wanted to read. Yeah, yeah. Do you Interesting. Know, Bill, do you know what you do when you get locked outside your house? Yeah, I, I, I call... You know, I, I I call my roommate and say, "Hey, what's the combination to that lock in the carport?" You no, know? no, oh, that's no, not it. You, okay, no, you oh. talk to the lock. Talk because, to the lock because communication is key. Communication is key. Unlock <laughs> Siri. Unlock my door. Don't misunderstanding. Communication is Com key. Communication is key. Bottom bum, bottom bum. Yada yada yada. Yeah yeah yeah. Talk talk talk. <laughs> that, that's lovely communication. Yes, yes. But yeah, I, 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 I wrote in my notes here the, the punches, bruised eyes, broken jaw versus caress, sun warmth, Are chocolate. You're changing the topic. You didn't I, like my joke. I did like. You? Well, I, I, I didn't get it. I just didn't get it. Communication I'm not, I'm not, I'm is key. I'm trying to not communicate with you right now. I'm okay, trying to. Sorry. No, I'm just. And kidding. I'm just interrupting you. No, no. Communication <laughs> is key, but this woman. There's. I, why do I assume this is a woman? What is going on here? I assumed it was a guy. Isn't that interesting? I assumed it was a woman that was uh, suffering abuse from. Uh, uh, Again, I'm misogynistic, perhaps, from from a male in her in her family. That's not misogynistic. That, it's not misogynistic, but it's but it's, a, it's an assumption I should not make. Well, I really my should not make. Assumption was it was a guy because the handwriting was sloppy. So that's you know that's a false assumption too. Well, uh, you know what? I I'm just a, noticed I'm that a as woman, well. And I have sloppy handwriting, so I don't know why I thought that. Uh, we, we, you know, maybe who knows who's right? We I think we probably have a fifty-fifty chance of each one being correct. It's either okay. man or woman. Now, what were you going to say? Though? Well, I just I just noticed that. Those are such contrasts: punches, bruised eyes, broken jaw, versus caressed, sun mm -hmm. warmth, and chocolate. Mm -hmm. And it's like you know, this and this. Get through this, and maybe we can experience this. And mm -hmm. um, it's true. It, it, it it's a universal message. Universal message. Mm -hmm. And I wrote it's human. In, in capital letters, I wrote human experience. 
um, you know, uh, to deal with trauma or heartache or pain, and to be able to interpret that and roll it around and uh, here we go with this other. Uh, otherwise, the meaning of life. The meaning. Otherwise, you're probably going to be lashing out, and, and we don't want to be continuing the broken jaw. No. We don't, or you know, we don't want to be doing that. No. Nope. Nope. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's the wisdom in here. This is the meaning of life. Yeah. But yeah. you know, don't give me a mint and make me explode in in front of you. Okay. Oh, right. Oh, okay. All right. Did you get my reference? Don't, uh, a mint. You said a mint. <laughs> Am I? It's a Monty Python. Okay. See. <laughs> right over my head, folks, like a rainbow. So I was, I was, I was grasping, like. And then one, that w- there's, one of their movies was called "Meaning of Life," and the, this very, very large man ate everything in this restaurant, and he just kept eating and eating and eating, and then they finally gave him a little mint. And he exploded. Then he exploded just because of the mint. I see. Yeah. That is, but well, that is kind of humorous. No. <laughs> Went over my head, folks. Never again. I'll remember that, though. Mm-hmm. I'll remember that. Not, not. Um, who who might be there? Luke. Luke who? Luke through the keyhole to see. <laughs> now you know. Uh, I use that joke because my son's name. Your son's is name Luke. is Luke. Hi, I, Luke. I, I, yeah, Luke. I, Luke, you, you're gonna have to forgive her for that. You know, Luke, Luke is the one who designed our at the Poem Life logo. Is that right? Yeah. I yeah. thought that was awesome. Brian, but it's Luke. Awesome. Well, Luke, we need we need little bobblehead looking heads, you know, with uh with, with gherkins, <laughs> the gherkins duo on it, Rocky Poem Life. Yeah, I, I expect to see that in my email <laughs> inbox. He's a, very soon. A, a nice graphic artist. That would you know, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Speaking of graphic, graphic, graphology, graphology. Yeah, because we kept talking. I keep talking. I keep thinking about the handwriting on this poem. Right. So I was trying to look up what could this sort of a handwriting mean, you know, because um, I did go to college to learn how to be a graphologist. Graphologist. Yeah, which is – I kind of feel like that's what we do sometimes week to week, too, is we're doing a little graphology, aren't we? Ooh, Analyzing it, it, the handwriting. It is it, it's some am- amateur sleuthing we certainly are. Yeah. Yes, it is. And it's you know, like we're assuming male or female or a state of mind or whatnot. Life experiences that this person might have. I think mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I well, do. Here's, I, here's some things I found out about. This was the – they are large letters. I mean, this is not tiny handwriting. Yeah. Would you agree? I agree. It's, it's large letters. Yes, which can mean that you feel understood and noticed and that you're people-oriented. People-oriented. Mm-hmm. Do you get the idea it was written quickly? Yes. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I get the idea that um, in my mind I'm thinking this person might have wanted said, I've got this thought. I want it down before it – before it leaves my mind in this form, I want to write it as it appears to me now. Yeah, the image is minded flooded over. Flooded, and yeah. I want to get it down. Right. Do you, uh, do you write? Is your handwriting, is it small or large? Um, medium-ish. Medium? <laughs> the older I get, the more serial killer-ish it becomes. You know, because I document so, what a so much. What serial killer handwriting look like? Jagged and jarring and drops of blood on the paper and this and that. <laughs> what more? <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, sharp points, <laughs> angry-looking handwriting. Yeah. What about slant? Which which way would a serial killer's handwriting slant? Left to the left. Left. You know what that means? No. They prefer to work with things instead of people. That's right. Knives and guns. <laughs> they don't want to work with people. They want you're, to just get. You're right. That's left because left also means me-oriented. Me-oriented. But see, your I'm, handwriting slants to the left. Now, luckily, I'm left-handed, but I slant to the right. Well, slanting to the right means you're heart-centered. Oh, thank goodness. And friendly. 
That's debatable. I'm I'm sentimental. Impulsive. Uh, yeah, pretty much. You value Compulsive. friends and family. I do value friends and family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you think about the slant of this handwriting? Um, this handwriting really, really is neutral to me. It is. It's up There's and down. no slant. It's which just is a straight up and unusual, down. Unusual, I think. It is unusual. It's because it, you think if you wrote it quickly, you you would lean one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Lean, so you think that's somebody who's in between being a serial killer and a oh and a, possibly, and I'm just glad and that a they leaned. Weeping lean, wretch. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not calling you a weeping I'm wretch, glad Bill. That, I'm, I'm just glad that they uh, uh, used the uh, the first uh, uh, paragraph of, tr- of trauma <laughs> and, and and healed in the second paragraph and kept it neutral, you know, because it could have gone either way Say here. Say that again. I didn't catch that. I'm just glad that they if, if they had. I'm glad they were up and down in their in their neutrality and their slant because ah. they experienced some pretty heavy trauma in the first paragraph and then the second is more healing. So it looks like yeah. it could have gone either way here. You know, if they had slanted to the left, I would have been like, you know, we need to show this to the, to the authorities and see if it matches anything on file. <laughs> Do you think that serial killers write in script or they print? This one's in print. That is a really good question. Manuscript. That is print, a really good question. Yeah. I, um, yeah, and, and you've done some research on, uh, haven't you, on, on some some ser- some killers and things like this. Uh, I would think it would be um, print. I went to I, college I would, to learn how. You to went to learn learn to. You went to college. Um, I'm going to say printing. I'm going to say that they print because I think. I don't it, have any idea. I th- I Did think you think I had the answer to that? I thought you had the answer. I think it's I think it's rudimentary and and uh, um, you know pr- primitive, and they may not have learned uh, fluid cursing, and it comes as a challenge to them. But then again, I might be just. Fluid in, cursing. In, in, intellectually biased. Sorry, folks. Fluid Sorry, cur- printers out there. Fluid I apologize. Cursing? They don't teach cursive writing anymore. Oh, so cursive. I, so I'm kind of um, uh, partial to cursive writing well, without, without cursing. Here's another thing that a graphologist does is they do look at the connection of letters. So if the letters are connected or not. And these are not connected, and that means logical, methodical, and make decisions carefully. Interesting. And that sounds kind yeah. of like this person, you know, because we're talking about they're they're wise and they're trying to show you that this is the way that life is and just deal with it. Well, you know what they're showing me? They're showing me that they have, um, I believe, Sean, they've solved their problem. They found a way to deal yes. with the problem and they mm-hmm. are solving their problem and they're sharing their solution. Mm-hmm. And, and that is really quite profound to share your solution because uh, some people might be struggling to look for a solution. So I find that very very nice. And I think that's one of the reasons why poetry has made a resurgence in recent years is because people have begun turning to it. Um, there goes the truck that always there goes that truck. <laughs> outside on Main Street. Yeah, Hello. that's Buford <laughs> down the corner. Thanks a lot. People go to poetry to, to have some sort of, like we said earlier, healing or wisdom or... Just help. Well, and also, Sean, poetry is is human con- connection. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not machine. It's yeah. not mechanical. Yeah. It is organic and fluid and lyrical. And uh, I think that that is really, especially in this day and age, uh, a connective device. Mm-hmm. And I think that people crave that without knowing that they crave that. Mm-hmm. Actually, they do. The um, the last thing. In terms of graphology on this piece, you all will really have to go to wackypoemlife.com and look at this. Uh, right. Look at this handwriting. Is the spacing between lines? So if you didn't leave much space between the lines and your words kind of run together, that can mean that you have poor time management. 
That makes sense. Interesting. It? it does make sense. Yes, it does. But if you have space between the lines, which this one does, you know, um, it's sloppy handwriting, but the, the le- there's space there, so you can actually see each uh, separate word, and that means you're aware of boundaries. Aware of boundaries, and even or aware the, of brownies. Brownies. One or the other. Well, that was that was a subliminal thought right there. The, I think not, I think it was the chocolate. I, I think I think growl, it was the chocolate. The I think that was the chocolate in the poem coming through in my sub, subliminal <laughs> oh, thought. Oh yeah, there was chocolate in the poem. But, but even the even the uh, there were a couple of, of words that I could not understand in this poem, and Sean deciphered them for me. But uh, there's also some sort of a, a, a satisfaction in, in in trying to find the what uh, look up what the word might be. In the mystery of a word, I find that kind of interesting. And it's like, well, I didn't solve this one, but I, I have I have in the past tried to solve what a word means, and I feel like I've come close. So uh, I find that interesting. It's a mystery within within the poem. Solving. You know? <clears throat> I didn't know what, what you, the, I didn't oh, know there. I didn't know there. The first one is like there isn't really oh, one. Oh, the word one. There really isn't one. A key. You know what that word one kind of looks like me. There isn't it, really me. Th- th- it certainly does. A key. There, it certainly does. I can see it from here. From upside down, I can see that. Absolutely. There really isn't one, and then it goes from, yeah, you, you know, everyone has one. We probably wouldn't have as much to say if these things were typed instead of handwritten. Oh, certainly not. <laughs> we, it, we would make, it would not make it as interesting. No. We might not have a show at all. Bill. No, we wouldn't. Right. We wouldn't have that, we wouldn't have that conne- connection. connection. We, we wouldn't have that ca- the conniption or connection. <laughs> We wouldn't have any of that. I'll also, Sean, I was. But it goes, got, goes back to what you just said, though, is that poetry is. What did you say? That it's. Well, I think that it's a human connection. It's non. It's, it's non mechanical. Yes. It is completely fluid and organic. Poetry is organic to me. It, it comes from within, usually. Mm-hmm. And um. And it, and whenever you're writing, actually writing, you know, pen or pencil mm-hmm. on a piece of paper or a bit of card catalog or whatever. There's that connection. Your mind has to slow down. You know, you can't write as fast. Most people can't write as fast as they're thinking. That's right. So you have to kind of slow your thought to the pace of what you're writing, and it makes it easier to to write something profound. Yeah, it does. And I'm constantly kind of amazed that you point out the uh, consistencies in the and and the. in these poems or these uh, these words that people leave, and they really are quite good. And I don't know whether the people realize that they're as good as they are, or whether they, they just sound good, and this is how they phrase them or get them on paper. But uh, I, it'd be nice. It would, I think it'd be so cool if someone who wrote one of these were to contact and say, "Hey, I wrote that. That's me." Yeah. We, we we'd never know. Just just say just say to you. you know? <laughs> I'd be like, I, I, I would Bill's buy Bill's asking you all to lie. I'd, I'd buy it hook, line, and sinker. I'd be like, whoa. Bill's asking you I want to your impersonate autograph. someone. But I wanted to uh, – Sean, an image that came to me with this, and for some reason I don't know why it is, is was a rib a rib cage came mm-hmm. to me. As, uh, and I, maybe it's because when I think of skeletal systems, yes. I think of rib cages. Uh-huh. I think of rib cages as being ladders to climb up or climb out or protect. And within that rib cage tends to be heart and lungs and other – vital organs that are, are, are need, in need of protection. So, And it's not easy to get to these organs, whether it's metaphorically or physically, because of this rib, rib cage. What are your thoughts cool. about that? <laughs> I, I wrote that down last because I thought, I'm going to ask Sean about this. I'm going to, you know. I think that's great because the poem, you read it and it put that image in your head. It did. And then that led to that the thought, you know, that you had about what it's protection protecting mm-hmm. right and so that could be 
that's sort of a theme of the poem too, self-protection. Self-protection. Specifically. So that's a great way that a poem works is that you, you're looking at the words. They put an image in your head. Right. They take you to a, a, a theme that matters to you and that stays with you. Right. It's really right. cool. Well, good. Because yeah. I thought, you know, that I, I just imi- I had this image of a rib cage and the, what it was protecting. Skeleton, skeleton key, bruises, broken. It all sort of got interwoven together. I'll have to get the ink and that pen out so we can do that skeleton autograph too. So we can we can analyze our Rorschach. Oh yeah. Roar, how do you say that Rorschach? I'll we'll have to look that up. Yeah. Uh, signatures. <laughs> I think it's Rorschach. Rorschach. Yeah, something okay. like this. You know, we're, we're shocked by this. What we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> we're about there. We're about at the end. But you know, there was one other thing I was wanting to say about the poem, and that's in terms of the punctuation. Because I, I, I always I always like to, to look at the punctuation, too. It's I another had, clue. It is my, another clue. My first mentor in college, poet, poetry mentor, his name was Terry Hummer. He's an awesome poet. And um, I one one time I turned in a poem, and he, he wrote on it and gave it back to me. And the only feedback was at the end of every line, he wrote the word punctuation and a question mark. And, I mean, he wrote the word punctuation out. He wrote it out, I punctuation. I can still see it in my head. My poem with his little word, punctuation, question mark, punctuation, punctuation, at the end of each line. And and that I use punctuation correctly in my poem. Because you don't want to disappoint him again. It's, like, you know, it's almost like annoying. A punctuation? Punctuation? <laughs> yes. Yes, and he got more annoying as, oh, as he went along. Oh, my. But anyway, so there's a couple of commas, but the punctuation I really like is the dash. We talked about that last time, I think. Dash. The dash. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a wonderful piece of punctuation. And it's in the first line. There isn't really one dash, a key. See, they, they were kind enough to give you the answer to what there really yes. isn't. Yes. Because that's a huge clue right there to yeah. be able to say there really isn't one. Isn't one what? A key. A key. Yes. Yeah. And today is uh, – we're recording today is December 10th. This is Emily Dickinson's birthday. She oh. was born on this day in 1830. 1830. The queen of the poetic dash. Queen of the poetic dash. So I'm so happy we have a poem Didn't you visit her home it. recently? I got to go. You got to, to go. I've been there that is so times. interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Wonderful. So interesting. Yeah. I'll be darned. Okay. So thank you to whoever wrote this wonderful poem. And uh, if you're listening and you recognize it, let us know. Or, you know, as as Bill said, you can lie and tell us yeah. if there's anyone. We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll. We'd, we'd like to hear your explanation, whether you wrote it or not. Yeah. Or any questions you might have for us. <laughs> Certainly. I would love that. All right. Yeah. Thank, is that it? That's it. I want to thank everyone for giving us. Thank, thank this person for giving us the key. Yeah. Come <laughs> visit the museum, you know, because anything that you might write on the walls in here, it might show up in a podcast. That's right. See y'all.